and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. We're going to start, as we always do, with acknowledging the land on which we're recording today. We're coming to you from Gadigal land, part of the Eora Nation, and we acknowledge and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and our gratitude for their care of this land for thousands, 65,000 years. Um, now, down to the podcast. I'm Rhonda Brighton-Hall, and as always, I'm delighted to welcome James Hancock. Nice to be here with you, Rhonda. How are you? I am good. Big year coming up to a big finale. Sure is, yeah. It is. Fireworks. <laughs> Fireworks. Don't know why I said that. I, they're okay. It's like, predictable. Yeah. We're in Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> so, three big topics and a couple of big opinions in there because we've got some good stuff to talk about yep. in a really crazy world. So let's have a look at that. So first of all, we're going to talk about the 2023 report card is in. Mm. Um, it has been a big year. We made some big predictions before the big year started. Now let's, let's have a look how we went. I know you've been looking at that this week. Yep. Um, we'll talk about some really good leaders because we tend to hear about the bad ones, but let's have a look at some really good ones and the difference they've been making because there's some superb examples at the moment. Mm-hmm. And finally, some good news, the work that we're loving right now. I like this. This is a good set of topics. I like these topics too. I like these topics now because we're sort of avoiding the news and everything because everything's so bad and sad but yeah let's go to these so 2023 report card is in yeah so i was looking back at this so in about how'd we, Decem- go? How'd we go in about december last year we put out so december 2022 we put out what we thought 2023 the year we're in now what it would be like what would it be like for organizations yeah and we made five what i called initial predictions and then we've refined them a little bit as the years and, gone added, on, a six. Yeah, and added a six added but a six we should recap what they are so the five are the two-speed workforce. Yep. Um, all about hybrid work, not as you know it. Humanity versus technology, connecting yep. in the right ways. Whoa, didn't that take off? Yeah, it took off pretty well. Yep. Organizational culture value. Um, organizational culture value, finally. Great. Laggard capability build and labor market trends and community building as a leadership capability. They're yep. the big five we started with. We refined them slightly in words and, and stuff. And looking back, feeling quite... Feeling a little smug. We nailed it. Like, <laughs> so I gave them scores, each one. I, in an I article know that, that you we like put to out. put some numbers on well, things. Well, I thought we should because, <laughs> like, you know, I sort of thought, um, just thinking a bit like an economist, they yeah. go, our prediction for rates in 2023 will be yep. 1%. And then yep. you go, well, we're at 4.5% now, whatever. And they don't go, well, we got that wrong. They just go, yeah, we did pretty well. All the things we thought would happen would happen. The number was wrong. Um, or we made revisions and stuff. Um, okay, so, so let's get your scorecard. Let's get okay, your scorecard. Hybrid work, two-speed workforce. How'd we go? So I didn't want to start with it, but I reckon we got 10 out of 10 on this. Although, <laughs> I, I, so I paired it back and gave it a nine because... <laughs> How humble. Yeah, like start strong. This one is the enduring topic in workforces around Australia. Yep. And I didn't write this in the final article, but how I was thinking about it is we used to go into an office together yep. all the time and yep. say... How are you? Oh, good. Haven't seen you for. How are you? And we'd say busy to each other. Now, if people were to get in the lift the day of the week that they go there, whatever, 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 all of that, they go, what's your work pattern? Can yeah. I talk to you about that? It's that's like, the it's question. Changed. That's the question. So that's what haven't I mean by enduring. Haven't seen you for two months. Haven't seen you for two months. Like, oh, how are you working? Whatever. How often do you work from home? And it's not like, are you doing great work? Do you like what you do? Is XYZ making money or impacting society or... Are you building great cars? No, it's like, what's your work pattern? That's true. So that's why I gave it. So the structure of work trumped the rest. Structure, that's why it was on the money. I had to give it a really strong score. Let's call it 9 out of 10. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we did call it two speed, and it's definitely two speed. So we're already seeing those numbers come in. I think twenty four is going to blow that out of the water. Yeah, and we're starting to see that when we start to talk about redundancies and things. Yeah, is that how this looks for people who see each other all the time, build great relationships, and those who don't? Yeah, but there is a capability in doing that too, even if even if you're remote. There is, and we pick we we picked it apart a bit more in this whole two-speed thing, which was saying at the simplest level, mm-hmm. it's sort of the back and forth, the seesaw between the power dynamic of employer and employee yep. in however the relationship looks. I'm not talking about you know, contract type or something. I'm just saying, hey, here's a job and yep. here's someone doing it. Yeah, um, That's oscillated back and forth between I've got the power, you've got the power, I've got the power, you've got the power. And it's like, call it 50-50 and work well together. Yeah, um, That would be better and talk about work again. That it's would a, sort of debunk this whole one. Yeah. It's also about this nuanced conversation. And I know we I love the word nuance because mm. sometimes we go so black and white yeah. and people go, the only thing I care about is is my work flexible and can I put my washing out? Yeah. And it's like, well, sure. But also what work are you doing? How important is your work? And but oh, no, work's not defining me. I can be free of my identity without work. Yeah. But it's actually a very important part of how we see ourselves and our contribution yeah. and participation. I found this one hard because it's I, really think, I, think, tricky. I think there'll be people listening there that when I say transactional work, they'll go, I work on transactions like a deal team or something like right. that. That's not it. What we ha- Not what I'm about to talk about. But we found that and we talk, we've spoken about it a lot over the last year about transaction-based work. Like I'm just doing, you asked me to put a letter in an envelope and so I put a letter in an envelope. Yes. That's it. Like it's task, transaction, whatever. How many hours? Yeah. So and it's if, like a KPI box. And, and as we've seen, the best people in jobs that are highly volume-based or whatever don't think like that. No, they don't. Because they must think about making it better, faster, smoother, all the rest. So And helping the narrow. person next to them who's doing a different job that needs a hand. Yeah, all it's, of that. It's a really narrow take. So we ended up with two-speed workforce just as we said we would. Absolutely, and probably more than our wildest dreams or nightmares or whatever you want to call that. Um, second second one, tension between technology and humanity score. I scored it as an 8 out of 10, and I scored it like that. If I scored it only in the last three months to six months, this would be 12 out of 10. But I think yeah. earlier in the year, it was an emerging topic, and we felt that, and we were pretty right. Um, but if you look about this about this one now, all the conversations that we see have here are about the use of Technology, humanity, do we have the right guardrails on technologists to ensure humanity is upheld? Um, should we be restricting workers from using technology, etc., etc., like policy settings and everything else? We also see fallout of people who are in technology that are doing the wrong thing. So you sort of say, mm. is that because mm. technology the overtook battle. their humanity? So I think we've seen a lot of that. Um, and it is it, it is yeah. now being framed as, a, as a, almost a religious battle. Oh, it is. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot it's of almost like in David, it. Goliath, I don't know, tech is um, Goliath, David's the people. I don't know. It's very interesting. But to quote a really old song, here, here I am stuck in the middle with you, we need mm, to a good find a good... It is a great song. Reminds me of we, Reservoir Dogs. It, oh, really? <laughs> no, what's the... It's, it's a Tarantino movie. Maybe I got the wrong one. Oh, okay. It could. It's I didn't know it was in there. I'm not a Tarantino fan, but I have it's watched It's really them. in there, yep. So... <laughs> Yeah, so I think we've watched that progressively over the year. I think that is definitely an 8 out of 10 at least. I think you're right. It's yeah. now rapidly gained traction and it will be a bigger and bigger conversation. Organisational culture finally valued. I think that it is, but I think that I gave it a more mixed score. And like you that's yeah. you can talk to people about that one. I feel like it's a bit more subjective I know. than the others. And wouldn't you love it to be a 9? Yeah, I think intent yeah. of people is good. You want in, Intent of people is to make it 
most people is to make it a nine or a ten, but I gave it a six because I said great people are valuing it more than ever. You know, leaders, employees, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But because of that work pattern one, that technology one, and sort mm-hmm. of overall the divides and polarities in workforces and groups of people, yeah, kind of went. We're not we're not quite hitting it as hard as we could. Yeah, um, I agree. So. I- I'd love yep. it to be higher too, but I think that that's realistic. Yeah. And we're seeing that's also polarised. People that are Big two time. out of ten haven't got a clue that it's even important, and people ten out of ten and realise it's everything. So somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, capability is a focus. We were watching these big academies <laughs> come through, and everybody was building. Yeah. And we had to build capability. Yep. So I gave this one two scores, and like because I made up the <laughs> how to do this, I, I decided I could give it two. <laughs> I gave this one a desire, like people wanting to do it i gave that 10 out of 10 people really really wanted to do so it. true and everybody yeah. wanted a strategic workforce plan amazing. good academy let's get capability for the future yeah, yeah very strategic whatever yep. else good high execution three and that's not critical of people it's just like we were arguing about why we needed to do it a bit and then momentum waned a bit and then sort of economic pressures got people worried about cost not about growth and strategy as yeah. much in throwing a opinion. few wars so yeah all the rest so it's like and i don't say that with any flippancy it was incredibly sad yeah um but yeah i agree it's it's they wanted to do it this way and then everyone ends up converting those plans saying how can i cut costs yeah yeah and so let's see i think that one will come back through next year but let's see and it'll be sort of economically driven like wow we're feeling it's a bit better inflation's come down and people want to spend in that area i reckon yeah let's see good Number five, leaders as community builders. I literally called it right in the middle. I called it five out of ten. Um, it's a work in progress. Um, I think that it's an important area and there's a big push on, and we've spoken about it over the year a lot, yep. on ESG and the role boards, executives that have in the broader world, yep. whether they're public, private, community organizations or whatever. Yep. But, um, so ESG has been bigger than ever, but it's all E and a it's, little bit of governance and nothing on all S, e. which means we're not nailing community full stop. And then we get into that fervent debate on, you know, jolly, oh, I, I'm measuring it better than you and I'm more morally high yeah. grounded than you. And which all means that. So you were talking more yeah. about competitive measurement than you were about actual impact, which becomes problematic. Yeah, and also it's not really to the focus of we can all do better, we can all lift this together, let's make different organisations. It's very much a can I beat you? Yeah, and then one we sort of crept in or revised or took... The additional whatever, six. Is everyone wanted to talk about change and transformation and we're sort of going to be tongue-in-cheek on that. Um, which we called, yes. I called an inspired label for silent sackings. And as we were talking to more and more people, you know, it's sort of new corporate speak for saying we're cutting costs. Mm. And why, don't, why don't we just call it that? And it's like amazing. We, we did the flow from restructuring yeah. to right sizing. Oh, my favorite. That one. <laughs> can't talk about stories but yeah yep yeah can't talk about the real examples but they're just woeful and and if anybody thinks that they can wrap that language around to hide a restructure yeah they'll they're underestimating their workforce so dramatically yeah is it okay to share one no names but it's like my role's been impacted and i've, I've had two examples of this actually a, a friend as well i was gonna say we've had said, two in a couple of days yeah two in yeah. a couple of days and it's like oh my role's been impacted I'm not in the redeployment pool. I'm on as a comment. And if that, you know, whenever that comes up in six months from now, a year from now, I will trigger my redundancy payment. And I'm like, wow, that's like, that sentence is wild. It's I get jargon, it. jargon, bingo, and not a lot of humanity. Absolutely. And it's so, shocking. 
Yeah, we, we need to watch that one, but I think it's we can be do better. Thing. I yep. think is the answer to that one. Yep, agreed. We can do better. So that a pretty good report card, and I know we're now working on twenty twenty four predictions. Yep, we are. That will be the main topic of our newsletter and our podcast in the last episode of the year. Yeah, I think it's a good one to do. Keep an eye out for that. Cool. What's next? Next one we want to talk about, because we're being inundated with um, dire stories of terrible leadership or mistakes, we want to talk about some really good leaders. And we've had some great examples. So we just want to reaffirm to the world that there's so many good leaders out there. And the difference they make is so remarkable. We just want to give a couple of examples. So let's dive into them. So the yeah. first one was we watched um, a retiring executive. Oh, I love this one. Yeah. Hand write cards to every person on their team. Yep. Not to give gender away. Yep. Um, with a co- confidence and a belief in the team that they had built and were leaving behind. Now, as an executive or a senior leader, CEO, whatever leaves, people are always a little untethered. They're not yeah. sure what comes next. To do that, not just to say farewell and thank you and all the things that people would normally say if they're respectful and good human beings, but actually to leave them with a, it's been so amazing to see your impact and your work, and I'm so confident that you're going to keep going, and I'm looking forward to hear how you're going. They left people with a feeling that they've got this, yeah, and that they've really got it and had their confidence, which I thought was just a beautiful example, and and nothing to gain from that other than keeping great relationships lifelong which i'm sure they will well and there's that theme right and it's like i saw some info on this lately and it said you know how exhausted do you feel this year compared to the end of last year and it went up a bit and it's like it was pretty high last year and you go okay assume that's right end of year people are always you know kind of ready to recharge a bit whatever great yeah you go and getting that even hearing about that gave us a lift yeah and you go it's sort of like the person there with the sign when you're not that i do this but if you're in like a race or something you see the sign of someone that you really care about, which was this leader for that person. Yeah. And seeing that's like the sign that just made you think you could get to the finish line. It was like, and, and beyond. And yeah. Went, that's pretty I, cool. I thought it was beautiful. Loved the, it. The next yeah. one we saw was an organization, a very beautiful organization dealing with catastrophe, like impossible circumstance. Yeah. And um, when everybody was just overwhelmed by the catastrophe, um, these pe- this particular leader rose up with a calmness yeah. of trusting the strength and resilience of the team reminding people what they could do to deal with this catastrophe yeah and that calm head of grounding everybody into action so people weren't just in the oh no oh no oh no but they were actually in the i have a job to do here and i know what to do and i can do it my boss trusts me to let's go yeah i just thought that was just so it was a beautiful example of leadership and it's in a really you know not giving anything away but like a very caring organization very caring people and you look at that and you go you know there are great people there that are really empathetic, that want to look after the people around them, the team and the people that they work with yep. every day. And so you know that the sort of downside risk of that is that they'll be feeling it as yep. though it had happened to them or whatever, you know, something had happened to them. And yeah. so this, that example is perfect to say, remember that the best way for you to help is yeah. not, not, not dwelling, but acting, I guess. Yeah. Like simplifying. And the final one is, again, a tough situation. These aren't not tough situations, but they're no. just the way a leader can change the frame yeah. and narrative, everything for everybody, yeah. um, is a team that was in a really great team. Yeah. And it happens often with really great teams. You suddenly get a bad actor, as they sometimes call them, into the team. Yeah. They gaslight and ruin it for everybody. They make yeah. things miserable. They break trust. They gossip. You name it, they're there. And then when that person 
leaves, yeah. which has to happen eventually before everybody gets incredibly distracted mm-hmm. and can't do their own best work. Mm-hmm. Um, this leader, the first reaction wasn't joyful or glee or anything like that. It was just straight out getting the team together and we're going to talk about the future. So quickly back together, not talking about the person who had left or the people who had left, but it was about not what was but what will be and a confidence in the future. Let's talk together and let's get the team trust Mm. back rebuilt. Mm. The speed with which they did that I thought was remarkable. There's something in all three of those. I hadn't thought about it until now that I think all of them are great, but it's about in whatever circumstance the role a leader has in either recreating or continuing forward momentum when there's a sort of momentary lapse, whether it's, as you say, like catastrophe, I'm leaving, um, or there's been a bad actor, like getting people to just to keep going and seeing that the path they're on was good in, in however they're doing it is awesome and very powerful. Yeah, it was really, it's really cool. I love I like, the examples. I like them a lot. I love I the examples too. <laughs> um, last thing, third topic, one yeah. topic, good news. I'm actually going to talk about some work we're loving. Yeah, this is good. I, yeah, I like these. <laughs> I love these examples. Yeah. So the first one is we have to talk about Glenn Maxwell because every time we talk about cricket or sport or anything else, we always talk about the captain or the boss or the yeah. blah, 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 name yeah. someone famous. But this guy has had such a massive role in the recent World Cup for Australia that we won, of course, um, and was noted as the greatest greatest batting performance ever. It's big. There's this Amazing. Like person called Bradman and yeah. Tendulkar. <laughs> like there's a lot of... I'm not a cricket person, but I know there are a lot of good But even something like Cooley said that he gave that yeah. quote, greatest yeah. batting performance ever, which yeah. was amazing. Wow. Um, but he's backed up to come into the T20 last night. And um, even last year in the T20, T20 in the it's probably in the big bash league he holds yep. the record yep. 100 um, no I've got this all mixed up hold that Grace just pause for a second so having had a massive role in the World Cup uh, and noticed as the greatest batting performance ever even by other batters yeah awesome and you're noting Bradman everyone that you've noticed mm. noted um, he then backed up in the T20 yesterday for 104 runs of 48 balls crazy wow. to win the game amazing <laughs> yeah. Um, and in 2022, he's already set the record for the BBL, yep. the Big Bash League, 154 runs off 64 balls, wow. 24 six, 24, 22 fours and four sixes, which that's, is amazing. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. But the thing that's so cool about watching him play is his interviews and things after the game. He's 35 years old and he just loves the game. Every interview, that, wow, that was great being out there. Mm. Even if he's injured and hurt and... <laughs> He's always just, wow, that was great to be out there. In pain, that was great to be out there. And you've got to love that work. The humility, just in amongst it. It was beautiful. I'm sure there's games of cricket on over Christmas, but I reckon he'd be playing in the backyard if not, don't you? (laughs) Like, oh, you want to play to the family? And they're like, oh, God, no. (laughs) You might break a record for backyard cricket now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't want in the family. It'd be tough. And then the second one we want to talk about the work we're loving is a guy called Arnold Dix. Yep. Love this. Heard that we both heard this um, this morning on radio. Bounded into and... the office to go. Oh my god! Did, did you hear about story? Arnold? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So barrister, scientist, professor of engineering, president of the International <laughs> Tunneling and Underground Space Association. Yeah. So he's a bit of an overachiever. Like I say that lovingly. <laughs> what an is. awesome guy! But that is a lot of stuff. Yeah, he is. But <laughs> he's cool. freshly back in Monbok in Victoria's uh, Yarra Yarra Ranges. Yeah as a self-confessed unsuccessful flower farmer, which is what he grows out there, after he helped 41 miners who were trapped 
17 days underground in India. And it yes. was an amazing achievement of how they did it. But his way of talking about it, yeah. I thought was just really beautiful. It's very cool. Should we do some quotes for him? Because I think it's really cool. Yeah, go for it. So he said, in the end, we took away all the big fancy machines. We pulled apart all the really super powerful stuff that we had. And we'd said we'd use men with bare hands. And that's what we had to scrape away the rocks 100 millimetres at a time to build the tunnel to get to the other side. 90, he had a 90 centimetre tunnel, which is just terrifyingly small. Yeah. And with their family's president, he actually said, cameras broadcasting rescue to television screens across India. It felt as if there was 1.4 billion people mm. were in one room celebrating together when they brought those 41 people out. Amazing moment. It was really, really amazing. And um, and the quote that he had at the end of it, which I just blew my mind, it's a lovely note to finish on. It was almost like a reaffirmation that good people can do good things at a time, you know, as the whole world's completely nuts, is what he said. And he said he wasn't expecting a great deal of fanfare when he gets back home, uh, but he's really looking forward to being home. And that was his interview in this really amazing moment. It was just beautiful. And I think we'll hear a lot more about both Glenn Maxwell and Arnold Dix. I think their stories are yet to be told. I'm looking forward to hearing them. That's it from us. Thank you very much for listening. And as we always say, keep listening to yourself, to your intuition, to each other, and hopefully to us too. Thank you.